Welcome, welcome, welcome to another installment of the Puffy Talks Food and Football Podcast. I'm your host, the P-U-F-F-Y, that guy, and hopefully through the last five episodes, um, you've come to really appreciate the show. Um, You see what it's becoming, Um, much more in store. The audio will get better. I know that's one thing, you know, people constantly hit me up about being like certain people are low at certain parts. It's something I'm working through. And as uh, this podcast progresses and grows, the setup will get better. Um, We'll go from audio to video. But those things in the future. But if you're still out there listening, in which I can clearly see is growing through the analytics, I appreciate you. Thank you. Always rate, review, subscribe share man on any platform uh because the season starts very soon one week of preseason just wrapped up um teams you know trying to stay healthy trying to get a look at some of those guys with only three preseason games except for the cowboys and the Steelers, of course uh being that they played in the hall of fame game they get four so two more weeks of preseason then we're at the regular season a lot of veterans not playing out there um for certain units so Really important to try to stay healthy and get a look at the other guys you have out there, evaluate the roster. But like I said, I want it to be done with the division previews by the second week of the preseason. And it's looking like we'll 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 come up a little bit around there. Uh NFC East to come out later this week, um, on Friday and then Monday morning we'll be right back at you spinning around for the AFC West to finish out. And uh that Friday We'll go ahead and wrap up uh, a power. Uh, well, what we'll do that Friday is I want to go ahead and do my predictions episode. Let's talk about one through four records, uh, MVP, win total over and unders, and rank the food one through 32 um, that week. That way, when the season starts, we can go ahead and get a week one episode in, um, and we don't have to worry about doing two episodes at once. I can just give you one for week one to preview every game. It'll be a longer podcast, and I'll definitely have guests. Um, Speaking of guests, I have a guest tonight. Going to be representing... Sorry about that. Speaking of that, I have a guest tonight going to be representing the Packers. While we do the AFC North, of course, I mean the NFC North, of course. Um, so we're going to bring him in, and we're going to get right into that. Uh, all right. Lane. Can you hear me, bro? Yeah, I got you. I got you. What's up? What's up, man? What's going on, bro? How you doing? Shot can't call it, bro. Welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, man. I had to get a representative, somebody I knew that could uh, represent the team well. Uh, Packers got a big year coming up. Got a coming off a big year. So it would have been nice to be a Bears fan in here, too, but it is what it is. It's another interesting y'all division. We don't need that type of negativity. We'll leave those Bears fans where they are. <laughs> all right. All right. 
Yeah, my last pot was pretty wild. I had the Panthers and the Falcons fans on. I was like, I really should have thought that through a little better. Well, I have never met a happy Falcons fan. Never. I mean, I have no reason to be happy at all. Their history is embarrassing. Good point. But yeah, we glad I missed that crossfire. Oh. Uh, so Green Bay, man, we can we can jump into Green Bay first, or we can we can go somewhere else with it. Because yeah, we get a Packers lead off with those. We don't need to start out anywhere else. Might as well start at the top of the division anyway. Well, if we're gonna talk about the Packers, uh, coming off a trip to the NFC Championship game, <clears throat> losing to the Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, when you look over this roster and you look at the offseason moves that they made. You uh, you don't really see too much of a shift in any direction. Didn't really lose too much. Didn't really add a whole bunch. Um, a lot of people like to say they didn't add any weapons to Aaron Rodgers. I disagree. Um, when you get you get Scant, you get Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, you get what's what's my other guy? Um, playing on his name, Lazard. Yeah, you get Lazard, another year in the system. Tanya, another year in the system. Um, A.J. Dillon, another year in the system. But you bring back Funches, who opted out last year. That people forget that. And we're not saying Funches. I'm not saying Funches is something to, you know, one or number two, but he's a piece to an offense like that that was already explosive. He adds another element. He can move the chains. And then you get a hard Rodgers. Amari. Now, another Randall Cobb basically kind of confused me why we did that deal, but I'm not opposed to bringing my guy Randall Cobb back, but I'm really looking forward to Amari, and I'm hoping that he doesn't get stunted this year by Randall coming back, but I'm really looking forward. I'm a country guy as it is, so you know I'm looking forward to Amari. I think it's uh, – I, I feel you. I, I agree with you. I, I didn't understand the move other than to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Maybe he helps – Trend, make that transition smoother for Amari. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he, with his experience with Aaron Rodgers, like, this is what Aaron's going to be looking for when you do this in these situations. You need to be here. You need to be there to get him up to speed quicker. I see that. I mean, he was already a mentor. His father, what, coached him growing up. So they already had a relationship as it was outside of Green Bay. So now you're bringing them in together. So that that's going to have his benefit. But, hey, I was excited to see my boy take off. But I know I'm going to still get to see him. But it's going to take a little longer. I'll say this. I feel like Randall Cobb's going to be effective in his role because I feel like he's going to be on a pitch count. I don't feel like you're going to get a whole bunch of snaps out of Randall Cobb, but what you do get out of him, he's going to be effective, of course, just because of the rapport he has with Rodgers. Um, still has a little bit in the tank. So, you know, if you got him out there a few snaps, a couple crucial third downs, he ain't really been out there that drive. He got fresh legs. Randall Cobb's ready to work. You know what I'm saying? He will be out there late game. I don't think yes, there's another receiver that Rodgers has that he's trusted as much as Cobb. So, trust me, he will be out there late game. He will make an appearance some way, somehow late game. For sure. For sure. And like you said, Funch is another big body target. You know, red zone threat. Red he's zone threat. Real good last night. I watched him on our first preseason game. Got dinged up there at the end. But while he was out there, I think what came down with 11 targets. But he, he yeah, pretty good out there. I, I tell you what, man, you probably like me when it comes to the preseason. A lot of people like to talk down on it. I'm here for it. Um, that's where a lot of the back end players on the roster come from. A lot of rising stars 
um, fantasy superstars that might rise up late in the season, things like that. You know what I'm saying? I I, I like the preseason. I've all, I mean, it's bad football. Of course, it's bad football. But if you can sit and watch two Mountain West teams slug it out on a Saturday, you can watch preseason football. Yeah, you can watch down. You can damn sure watch preseason. But that's you can watch preseason. Without a deep team, you're not going too far. No matter how good you are on the top of the depth chart, you need that depth. Exactly. It's going to occur. This is an NFL. It's going. You're going down at some point. Not everybody, that's, but you're doing that's exactly what I was saying about the Rams when I did that division. Like they're a top-heavy team because they trade away all their draft picks. They don't have a whole lot of depth, and they're a one or two offensive linemen away from losing like a whole bunch of games. When you lose Andrew Whitworth, if you're the Rams. That, that crumbles your whole system. We know how good he's been for the at tackle, you know. Um, like the Titans, before we got Julio Jones, you know, if A.J. Brown would have suffered any setbacks, we would have been looking real thin, you know. Well, injuries do happen, and you don't want to just be top-heavy. You want some depth. Like you said, of course, injuries going to happen. Um, so getting back to the Packers, you know, you do, you guys did lose Corey Lindsley. Your center. Yeah, um, Lane Taylor. He took off too. Lane Taylor's gone. Um, gonna try to replace that. Uh, you know, which you got Bakiari, David Bakiari. He's coming off the ACL injury. Uh, don't really know. He'll be back. He'll be back. Okay. You still got Elton Jenkins though. Definitely got Jenkins. Still got Elton Jenkins. Got Billy Turner. He looked good last year. Um. We drafted Josh Myers out of Ohio, yeah, Ohio State. I was just about to get the guard. We got what well, um, Newman out of Ole Miss. Not sure how much. Then again, with our offensive line, we're bound to lose somebody on that offense. What we were just talking about, we're bound to lose somebody on that O line this year, as we always do. So I would say I don't know if Newman's going to get much run, but he might get a look at some point of the season. I mean, I don't think the offensive line will fall too far from. I mean, Lafleur is a good play caller. He'll recognize the weakness of the O line and he'll counter that. Um, you guys will still be able to run the ball. I think AJ Dillon is somebody who will get a lot of work. Um, I think he Aaron, put the in that red zone a lot. Yeah, I think that too. I think he might get some early down work too. Uh, just keeping Aaron Jones a little bit more fresher for down the season. It's going to bother a lot of fans. See that last year? That's what we did last year. Aaron Jones, but he he played sporadically. Like they didn't run it up for the back end of the season. They're it was definitely- a lot of Jamal Williams. It was a lot of Jamal Williams. Speaking of Jamal Williams, I'm gonna miss him. Can't, can't go. Speaking about the Packers, I'm talking about him leaving now. Energy guy. Great energy guy for y'all. Every time I watch him play, uh, he was bringing that energy. He's going to be good for the Lions. I think he's up for a good season. You got Swift back there from Georgia running with him, but he's still going to get a lot of a lot of touches. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, so, the Rogers saga. You want to talk about that a little bit? Cool. Glad it's over. Yeah, man. I think just about everybody – but then the Packers, like, fandom knew that he would be back. Just a matter of how he would be back. The longer it went on, the better it felt for everybody else because you knew he wasn't going to go into a training camp on short notice and try to bounce back that season. It, it would be a bad look. So, I mean, you knew he would make his way back, but could have went without it. Wish he wouldn't have went that way. But, like I said, I'm glad it's over. Do you, do you think, you know – this is going to be an issue move for you. Think he's out of there after this year? What you think? You think he wants to? Maybe you think this is going to be a he want he want to get paid year to year? 
it's like I feel like he's gonna be a mercenary. He wants to get paid year to year. He don't want no long term deal. Aaron Rodgers wants forty million for this just this next year or something like that. Yeah, I think, I think he's gonna try to start taking like a braiding approach where he does his contract on based on who he can get to come with him to come play. So I don't if we don't make any moves next offseason, he's out. That's it. Another thing I was gonna say is it depending on how Jordan Love played. We were only gonna really get to see him during preseason, but he got banged up last night, so I'm not sure if we'll see much more of him. I think if Jordan Love started to look good during preseason, even though it's only preseason, that would have made both parties more comfortable separating after this year. But we have to hold off this now. I guarantee you that's some tampering going on in the Rogers camp. He's gonna have a deal set up next year to go somewhere else. Yeah, set up just in case it fell through this year. So he has the backup already set up. We already know that. But hey man, you can't hold on to a player forever. Hey, you're right. You're right. You know. Um hopefully I, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I've always been a big Aaron Rodgers fan. He's my favorite quarterback to watch ever. Um and that's coming from a Titans fan. I just think what that man does with the ball in his hand. Uh, nobody else can make those throws the type of way he does. And I've always wanted to see him get multiple because, man, I feel like if – I don't care nobody say if he gets two, I'm just coming – I don't care. Well, if he gets three, he has to get three now. But I've always – like, if he gets two, I'm calling him the greatest. If he get three, I, I want to – I'd call him the greatest. I don't care how many Brady got. It don't matter. I know what I watch with my eyes, damn it. I agree. I agree. I think I'm biased. I'm a little biased, so of course I agree. But I need him to get that two. That three solidifies it for me. That three, that three I can make the argument a little better. But that two is going to make that argument a little harder, but I'm still going to make the argument. But that three will make me feel more comfortable more on making the argument. So we'll see, man. We, 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 we definitely botched a few opportunities, to say the least. I was just thinking back the other day about the uh, NFC Championship game. Um, the which one is it? The twenty sixteen the, to the Seattle Seahawks yeah. in Seattle of a bomb. That game should never have been lost. And man, look, you go back to that game. There's so many different scenarios where you see if a play went differently. It, man, 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 if 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 That's old buddy point just point. runs into the end zone instead of like dropping down. If he goes and takes the pick back for six, Pebbles so, uh, told him to go down and that decision, man. It should have went to the house. At least ran it back down a field goal position, something like, man. I so mean, you got to preach it to your team when you play Seattle. Like, they don't play normal games and the game's never over. They do not die. Shouldn't have. Man, look, that's a that's a that's a rough way to talk about, man. I ain't know he's gonna go back there for you opening up the wounds for me. Honestly, but, that's that's a Mike McCarthy type loss, though, man. Glad we got rid of that fella too. It's nice to see us do some different other than tight end screens, but hey. Oh, no, my favorite slant slant flat. That's y'all favorite route combo with him. He's slant flat. The slant or the flat route. Oh, man. Let's talk about the defense, man. Let's talk about the defense. Mike Patton's gone. Um, how do you feel about Dwight Patton being gone and the new defense coordinator coming in? Is it it's, um, Joe? What's, what's the new defense coordinator name? Is it? Um, I was about to say, Barry, but that's not it. I will be let you know. Be careful if you go off the app because sometimes it will it will kick you. Yeah, and that's what I was trying not to do. But um, I forgot a thing too. I want to say, but I know that's not right. But I, honestly, I feel like it's still gonna be much of the same. It's more personnel 
Last year we weren't bad. I can't. I mean, we had we would give up. I say third downs was our biggest downfall last year, for sure. We could hold them to those first two. It didn't matter what down or yardage it was. I mean, what yardage it was on third down, we broke. A big difference I'm looking forward to seeing is this Stokes taking over. If he can take over for King, for some reason it seems like we want to hold on to him for as long as we possibly can. And, I mean, but, yeah, uh, unless unless you're going to use King as a matchup piece to start covering tight ends, there's no reason for him to be out there. I don't want him out there for tight ends. The boy, he, I don't like talking down on other play, like players on the team, but he seems like he's fragile, man. He's hurt now. Hamstring. We haven't even really got into the thick of things. I definitely don't want to see him lining up with a tight end. I wasn't I, I wasn't a fan of him coming out. He was uh, I remember him coming out of Washington uh, along with and, you know that secondary was really good that year coming out of Washington. That, I wasn't uh, a fan of him because he was right really handsy. The he had a cornerback right across from him that was better. They yeah. went to Philadelphia. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. I don't know why I keep drawing blanks. So you talking about he he he's Sidney Sidney Jones? He ejected me right now. Yeah, Sidney Jones he tore his ACL, couldn't yep. really get his foot, and then Philly he had a decent that one DCL, but he's been in Jacksonville playing a little better from what I'm hearing. But Kevin King was always handsy. Uh, that that play before the, the her half should have never happened. I'm sorry though, that should never happen. Him getting beat by Scotty Miller, I don't care what the defensive call is, you should never get beat on a hail mary before the half. And that that that's inexcusable. That one, yeah. That one, that yep. one stuff the deal for me. I was always supportive up to that point. And then, you know, he just went and piled on afterwards. So, not much I could do to save my argument for him. But, yeah, I'm hoping Stokes takes over that position. We'll see. Stokes, you got Jair Alexander, the island over there. I would um, think he's getting, well, he's getting credit, but, hey, man, I think he's top corner in the league right now. I would argue. I have no arguments. Um, I don't have no arguments against that. Jalen Ramsey, Jai Alexander, Trey, Trey White, whatever you want to say, and Gilmore of those four, I'm not arguing against any of them. I'll give you that. Those guys really go out there and do it. And Jai Alexander, I mean, he really strapped a whole lot of receivers last year when you go look at it. I mean, he strapped a whole lot of guys. After the game, it's like he, he, he was consistent. He strapped A.J. Brown, you know. He strapped him. Right here, we're talking about 5'11. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, not a big guy at all. Just get to that. I like how safety combo, um, Savage and um, Amos. 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 I really like how safety combo. They did good last year. I mean, didn't get a lot of attention. Don't need the attention, but hey, they were solid. Both play well. Savage. Coming into his own, I definitely want to see what he produces this year. I think he'll have a, a eye opener in the year this year. So I think he's up for a superstar type breakout year, like Jesse Bates had last year. I think he's the one this year. I think he, he's finally gotten. Com I mean, he always looked good, but I think he's finally gotten comfortable in the numbers. They could have been a little more eye popping last year. I don't have him in front of me. I'm scared. I'm scared to go look him up right now, but. He's coming into his own for third year. It's it's that time. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. As a Green Bay fan, you probably know this all too well. When the hell are y'all ever gonna get an athletic linebacker? We our linebacker, we got two that look promising this year, man. But it's just not. I think it's a system thing, man. I don't know. It's, if it's like y'all stay with an unathletic middle linebacker that's costing y'all the game, like. 
<laughs> you got to be able to get sideline to sideline. Got to be able to stop that run when y'all play the 49ers. Like, you got to be able to do it. That's just not – if for some reason that's just not that. I'm not sure if it's the – who they have drafting, the talent, the talent, like what they have going on, but that's just not our strong point. Linebackers last year didn't look bad. They got injured. See yeah, how courtesy, I've always been a courtesy fan just in case they healthy. But, yeah, he – I don't think he really looked that good last year, though, man. I mean, Look, he, bad he, for he, he kept coming back. He came back from injury most of the season, but I, I think I don't think that was a good. I don't think that was a good acquisition. Who's all the two running candidates to be inside this year for you guys? Oh, uh, what's his name? Hold on, give me one second. I forgot his name. You good. Um it'll, it'll, it'll give you like a whole like minute, minute and a half. So if you just come back, pop back in and you go back to the web page. I'll keep this thing. Yeah, of course I Um y'all pass rush is good, you know. Yeah, the Smith brothers and Rashawn Gary uh is gonna be special this year. He's been really growing every year. I expect him to take a major leap this year. Kenny Clark in the inside. Uh, I, like, yeah, I like that. I like that when you wind it up out there. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Y'all added to Andre Campbell, too. Yeah, Y'all added this. So I imagine. Say that again. Devondre Campbell, is he probably one of them? Yeah, I don't know how much money you're going to get. I think they'll, they'll line him up. But um, Chris Barnes, I don't know if you paid much attention to him last year. He looked he looked real good. And I think it's his hand forearm he messed up last year, so he ended up finished it out with a club. But I think I think that's going to be somebody that pops eyes this year for sure. Um, but trying Gary, linebacker, I don't know exactly if they're going to. He gonna be on the edge. I, I see a lot of Kenny Clark, Sean Gary, and the Smith brothers pass rush. So Preston, the Smith Bros, and everything on the edge. But that middle is always gonna be a, it's gonna be a question once again, man. Like Campbell, I we can hope for the best, but talking about us, um, Kamal Martin, he played well last year. Not sure how much he'll get the run, but I think he's gonna jump over a few people. Um, I didn't. I'm not even, I'm not even sure if he played last night. I know um, Oren Burks played last night. He had a good showing, but well, I think this is his third or fourth year in the system, and he hasn't really made that leap yet. So I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not a Burks fan. Every time I see him on the screen, I just think he's not making the plays that's there to be made. <laughs> that's why I always <laughs> notice him. Yes, run style. He's not. He's not really agile, like you said. We don't really get athletic linebackers, but. Last night, it was preseason for a third, fourth-year player, of course, so he, he has that opportunity to look well, and it was late game. He looked good, but I still – that's a question mark, man. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess this year be the second year game that you get the dress rehearsal, quote-unquote, for the starters. So, I'm wondering what we'll do this week. We play Tampa Bay, so it'll be a good test to go out there and see the offense play for the first quarter. Just – you get a look at what the new office coordinator is going to be doing. I know you probably you probably won't get to see Aaron Rodgers in the preseason. There's no reason for it. But, uh, I, 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 I like to see our first team defense, all the stars, at least play a quarter. I don't really care about seeing the offense too much. Um, 
just don't want to risk any. I'm ready to see y'all offense. I want to see y'all offense. I know it's not going to be full going to season starts, but I'm so ready to see what y'all offense. Honestly, I think it's going to take some minute to get some traction. Um, Julio's really not practicing. Derrick Henry's not going to be practicing really. Well, he's they're out there to get work, but they're like Derrick Henry ain't doing teamwork. Julio's been kind of nursing something, right stationary, bike standing shape. AJ Brown's been practicing. Play action team this year. Uh, it can't. It's no way I don't finish top player. Yeah, that that's going to be a interesting offense. I'm going to be keeping an eye on y'all, man. I want to see how that turns out. When we get the, we get our left tackle back. That's the most important part about everything. Taylor Woods coming back. So, um, but I mean, that's pretty much putting the bow on the Packers. Um, if you want to stay on, I'm gonna shift gears and talk about the Bears. Uh, I'm gonna I'm stick with you for the Bears for a look, at least halfway through because I want to hear what you got to say about Justin. Okay, I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna shift through to the Bears. Um, just, you know, to me, uh, just. One of the more interesting teams in the division, just from a standpoint of uh, just they have their rookie quarterback. Um, I think there's no reason to be playing Andy Dalton. Um, there's no benefit of it. We know what Andy Dalton is, and we know what this offense will look like with the Andy Dalton type quarterback because we've seen Trubisky, we've seen Chase Daniel, we've seen Nick Foles all in the last three or four years in the system. And Allen Robinson has been in quarterback purgatory since he was in Jacksonville, since he's been drafted. Finally getting getting someone like Justin Fields, who, as someone who was a Michigan fan, I've seen Justin Fields play a couple times. I pretty much watched every game they played this year in the COVID year. Um, And as the year grew on, just knowing what I know about Ohio State's offense, um, he grew on me. A lot of people say, you know, oh, he had a terrible year and all that, but a lot of people don't know. They say he hold on to the ball too long. It's not an option right in Ohio State's offense. It's the reason why they lost that uh, game against Clemson the year before they beat them because the guy ran the wrong route and Justin Fields, like, thought he was going to cross his face. So, I like Justin Fields. Um, I think – he has a great hole. I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of the four that were drafted in the first round. Um, I just don't – I'm not really a big Matt Nagy fan. I don't think he's the greatest play caller. Uh, he, um, their run game has never been good since they've been there. Even though I like David Montgomery, he's not a burner. He's nothing special. He's just a solid running back. Uh, but their receiving core leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, indeed. And I mean, yeah, after Allen Robinson, so we'll see how that turns out. But I mean, I mean, between you, you really a receiving core really with. I'm gonna include the tight end, Cole Komet, uh, Javon Williams, Riley Ridley, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Daz Newsome, who they drafted this year. Who, who, who else am I forgetting that play for them? Uh, they basically this year they got a lot of one year guys. So that's why they I think that's They got a lot of free agents in that. They're on one year deal. Demir so Bird. They picked up what um Desmond Trufant, but I don't know how healthy or how much he's gonna help the defense. I mean, he has to. They need him to start so bad. They uh, do, but uh, how, how many games is he gonna start? Other than um the cornerback that Jalen Johnson, who they drafted last year. Who I mean, they picked up um West running back from the Chiefs. Damian Harris. Damian Williams. Damian Williams. They picked him up. So, I mean, he got a little help back there with Montgomery. Uh, 
I, I just if you're gonna start Andy Dalton, you're crippling the offense. You're yeah, really wasting time. I'm all for starting Andy Dalton week one and feeding him to the Rams. But after that, just make it the Justin Field show if you're not going to do it out the gate. Especially on that, I feel like they're going to try to make Dalton play well because he's there on one year. So I feel like, if anything, he's going to try to show out because that's his, that's his audition right now. If he doesn't do anything well this year, his career could be, you know, as a backup, basically. So he's going to try to put his best foot forward. But he slips up one time, man. I don't, that job is not coming back. Let me tell you what he need to do. He need to take both their feet, take them cleats, take them off, put on some slippers, take the helmet off, put in the earpiece, and grab a clipboard, and get ready to direct Justin Fields. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we need to do. We all know that's how the season is going to end. But hey, man, well. you want the red rifle so you can pick them off a few times and get that easy dub. <laughs> um, I mean, with the offensive line being what it is, Cody Whitehair, um, Eli, ooh, he has a crazy name. Uh, no, it's it's Eli Wilkerson, James Daniel, Sam Mestifer, and Simmons, and Tevin Jenkins is who they drafted. Uh, the second round tackle out of OK State, he has a back injury. It's not really anything to ride home about the offensive line at all. Uh, so starting Justin Fields really just seems like the best move if you want to this offense to be a little bit of productive, just to use his legs, play action. Um, the upside of the offense would be way better because I do think this defense would be better because they're going back to the Fangio scheme which allowed Eddie Jackson to be very uh, disruptive, opportunistic. They really don't have the corners to be, you know, doing too much. They're going to run a lot of corners, a lot of too high safety is going to help out. Yeah, well, they hopefully Khalil Mack can get back to his disruptive ways. I mean, not against us, of course, but I want him, I'm ready for him to look good. I mean, he didn't look bad at any point, don't get me wrong, but – Kind of had a down year last year, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean by his standards. You get Roquan Smith, though. You get Roquan Smith. He's been really blossoming, really good. You lose Cal Fuller, though. That that that's probably the most important part, though, of all this on the defense. We would definitely take that. We would take that. That's a that's a good one for us. You lose Robertson, hair. Yeah, Harris, interior defensive lineman. Like I said, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey moved on from the offensive line. You bring in Trubisky to back, you know. I mean, you lose Trubisky. He's the backup in Buffalo. Um, yeah, it's over for him. It's over for him. That's probably going to be his role, athletic quarterback, backup. Any any team with a running quarterback probably going to call him up uh, just to keep that running element in your offense. So – you know, going over the Bears roster, like I said, corners really concerning. Um, but the front seven, going back to the Fangio scheme, quarters a little bit more too high, a little bit more deception. Maybe I'll help out those corners if Desperate True Frank can stay healthy. Clear back can round back into his 15 sacks. Four, you start Justin Fields. Maybe you can, I feel like you could win seven, eight games. I mean, 
No matter who they start, I feel like it's going to be Green Bay to Minnesota to finish the top two. Detroit is in chaos right now, so we'll see. But I, I do expect Minnesota to be better, but I'm not. They call the situation still ain't good either, but we'll see. I do think Minnesota will be better, though, just because it's the experience group. Yeah, I feel like Minnesota is just a tick better, just about every position. Not not much, not much, but just I'm more trust. I trust them to finish second. I don't. I feel like whoever finishes first, which will be Green Bay in that division, is going to the playoffs. There will be no wild card out of the. Yeah, we're we'll not. We're we'll not trust me. Like I would be a wild card. NFC North. I'm not NFC North. NFC West takes most of the wild card plus, but. I don't see, I see three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't see many coming out of our, our division, NFC East. And NFC, now nah, I don't see much coming out of NFC South either. So definitely the wild card slots might get picked up by that one division. No, nah, I don't think, I'm, I'm not a fan of Cliff Kingsbury at all. So there is a world to meet. No, I can definitely see Minnesota getting that seventh spot. Minnesota. Um, <laughs> It's either going to be between Minnesota or Dallas, because Washington's going to win that division, in my opinion. You think so? I feel like Dallas, I feel like Washington gave us like a. I don't think they're going to show us what they showed us in the playoffs last year. I mean, they didn't win the game, of course, but they came down. They basically came the closest to beating the Tampa Bay Bucks. But I think the defense will be just as good, and Fitzpatrick makes that offense at least. You, you know what? They won't lose a lot of games that early in the season that they should have won, like watching the Redskins game. They had a lot of games they lost early because Haskins wasn't playing well. Um, and, you know, you had Cal Allen out there. But Fitzpatrick, even though he's hot and he's cold, one thing about him, he's going to maximize Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel on those bombs. They're going to have opportunities to make plays. And I really think Washington defense is going to allow them to Beat the hell out of teams they're supposed to beat. Really, you know that 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 defense line is gonna put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. I like the defense. I like. I just don't trust the offense. I feel like the offense is gonna be super dependent on the defense to hold the other team to a certain number. Like I don't. I don't think the offense is gonna win them many games. Not not a shootout scenario. I don't see the offense giving us over twenty one points on the regular. I hope. They're an aggressive team when they have the ball instead of a running team. That will help the team out more because, you know, take more chances, score some points. You know, I, I think they can score points. I like Antonio Gibson. I think the offensive line is decent. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Fitzpatrick in there better than any option they had last year, other than the Taylor Henneke, dude. I, I mean, if Fitzpatrick stinks it up, put him out there. At least he can run around and make some other plays. We'll see. The NFC East is a terrible division, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't like Dallas at all, man, but I think they run away with the division this year. I can't stand those boys, but I think they run away with it this year. Their defense is going to be terrible again. I really think so. But who is going to be – I feel like they – Anybody in the division, they can can shoot out – not shoot out with, but nobody's going to keep up with the offense, barring they stay healthy, barring they stay healthy. I say this. If their defense is average – There'll be a problem just because they're going to be a top be, five offense. I don't think they're going to be – of course, they're not going to be a top team or anything that scares anybody, but I think they're going to run away with that division, man. I think this is finally going to be their year to actually, you know, get into the playoffs and say it's going to be their year. It's not going to be their year eventually at the end, but 
they'll definitely get the playoffs this year. They'll represent the NFC East, in my opinion. Yep. I see them getting the seventh playoff spot and getting bounced because their defense can't stop nobody. I just don't see yeah, it. Bouncing the wild card. They'll get a wild card round, but I think they'll be going to for certain, they get bounced because I mean Dallas is Dallas at the end of the day. Dallas is Dallas. I will give you that. But um, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm let you go, and I'm gonna push through and knock these other two teams out your in your division. And uh, when I put it up, I tag you in it, man. And I appreciate you stopping by, man. I don't know what happened. If you can hear me, kind of went away. All right. Um, well, shout out to Lat, man. Appreciate him coming through, sharing his thoughts on Green Bay and a few other teams. Um, in the division, in the NFC, in the NFL, um, always great to have a knowledgeable guest come through and uh, really, you know, bring something new. So we'll keep going right along uh, with Minnesota and Detroit. All right, we're going to talk about Minnesota team. We kind of previewed um, Solo Puffy, A-A-A-A-A-A-A, best bet in this division. A lot of people would tell you to bet the Detroit Lions to be the worst team in the football, you know, them or the Texans. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But one thing I would do is I'd probably bet Jamal Williams over rushing total for the season. I think he's going to get a lot of touches behind a pretty decent offensive line. But to Minnesota, a team that added Patrick Peterson, um, really good pickup in my opinion. And people say, why? Pepe's lost a step. Yeah, but Pepe's going from a man. Arizona was one of the top three man coverage teams last year in that scheme, Vance Joseph scheme. You come to Mike Zimmer's scheme, you're going to run a little bit more quarters, um, different things they like to do. They say these a whole lot more zone. So, That'll be great for Patrick Peterson and his knowledge, uh, route recognition. Cameron Dance on the other side, if they can get him to play at a high level. Um, of course, uh, Jeff Gladney, their first round, no, he wasn't a first round pick, but uh, their draft pick from last year, um, released, going through some legal issues. Doesn't sound good for him. Um, they brought in Brashawn Breland. Uh, I could honestly, I think, I think I've seen him listed as a starter too. So either way it goes, you know, if you could get that trio to play well behind the big hit man, uh, Harrison Barnes. I mean, not Harrison Barnes. <laughs> uh, ter- I'm sorry, man. Let me do that to you, Harrison Smith, man. Safety, uh, the hit man. Anthony Harris moved on. He's uh, not playing in Minnesota anymore. Great safety. But you get Harrison Smith. Um, Mackenzie Alexander comes back from Cincinnati and you get Daniel Hunter back on the edge. He's healthy. You still got Kendricks. You still got, man, you still got Zimmer. You still got 
Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, who did have a bad year last year. Kirk Cousins is what he is. I'm not here to rag on him. Uh, he needs to go get vaxxed if he wants to uh, be available the whole season because I just don't see Kirk Cousins this type of guy that's going to make it through the whole season. He's going to have a COVID situation. Already has. Dalvin Cook, stud running back, phenomenal in the backfield. Justin Jefferson suffered, got a little banged up at practicing at practice the other day, but we know what Justin Jefferson is. Justin Jefferson is going to go out there and make it happen. Definitely a top 10 receiver. Based off of last year, he was just a rookie. Looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. Thielen's still on the other side. Um, Cal Rudolph is not going to be taking snaps no more. That's right. Irv Smith is the lead man at tight end. But this offensive line, um, Rashad Hill, Gary Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, Brian O'Neill. It leaves a lot to be desired. You know, they drafted Christian Darisaw. They drafted Kellen Munn to be the predecessor um, to Kirk Cousins. I like Kellen Munn a lot. Chas Rat, linebacker, North Carolina, and Wyatt Davis, uh, office line they drafted. Um, pretty solid draft. When I think about the Vikings, I really think of a few things. Because the offensive line take a step forward. Um, they were really good at running the ball, but pass blocking, they're really, they really weren't that great. Garrett Bradbury really struggles with power. Um, so if they can protect Kirk Cousins a little better, Irv Smith can come up with a really valuable threat to help stretch the field and make plays over the middle of the field. They can get someone else to emerge in that receiving room. This offense can really take another step. Um, but the defense has to cover somebody. The defense has to rush the passer. Zimmer said he didn't even recognize his defense last year, and I agree. It was awful. Um, opt-outs, injuries, whatever. Last year, it was absolutely awful. And I just don't see this team being a bottom-tier defense like it was last year. Mike Zimmer's not going for that. He's too good of a defensive coach. They have too many crucial pieces back to add to this defense. And this 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 team is definitely going to be the second team in the division. They won't up in Green Bay, as me and Lat talked about. Kirk Cousins has his limitations, and so does this roster with that offensive line. And that secondary still has a few issues. But you're still talking about a team that's contending for a playoff spot here. Um, as I talked about, I'm not a fan of Dallas's defense. I still think they're going to be a very bad unit you, because you bring it in um, – you bring it in Dan Quinn. Is Dan Quinn there? Yeah, is Dan Quinn that defensive coordinator? Or is it the other? Is it Gus Bradley, dickhead ass? Either way, they both run the same scheme, cover three Seattle scheme, and it's just not going to work out with the secondary that they have. Um, that's why I don't, and I don't believe in Daniel Jones and in the NFC South. I've already talked about it. I definitely don't believe in Sam Darnold. The Falcons are going to score points, but their defense will definitely be a few, at least a year behind. At least some crucial pieces. So I don't really see in the Saints. The Saints, unless they find a receiver, I don't really see them contending for a playoff spot. So it's right there for you, Minnesota. Um, because I think the NFC West, I think two of those spots are going to get snagged. But Minnesota, I like their draft. I like some of the pieces they got back. They got coming in. I'm not really that big of a fan of the quarterback. 
if they can rush the passer, Minnesota will definitely be a team that is in the playoffs next year if they can stay healthy because Mike Zimmer is going to do what he does. And that's really all I got to say about Minnesota. You know, when I get by myself on these pods, I ain't really got too much to say if I've already said something about you earlier. Kind of set that up. And then next we'll talk about the final team in this division, the Detroit Football Lions, who will never matter. I'm sorry. Um, I got a few Lions fans out there. I know I listen to this podcast. Uh, Shout out to Alec and Sean. They're both Lions fans, and I just want them to know that their team will never matter because that's been just the case since they've been around. Longest tenured franchise in the league without a Super Bowl. This is probably going to stay that way. Um, Obviously, the face of the franchise for years, Matthew Stafford has moved on. Um, A trade with the Rams to send Jared Goff. Packing, who Sean McVay has just absolutely had it up to here with. Um, Could not take it anymore, so he shifted his ass across the nation. Um, Jamal Williams, like I said, comes over for the Packers. He brings Tyrell Williams in, who was banged up last year with the Raiders. But before that, he was a pretty good receiver with the Chargers. Um, To add to that receiving core, Rashard Perriman and Quentin Cephas and, you know, Aroma St. Brown, who they drafted this year uh, from USC. So, you know, a lot of people call it the worst receiving core in the league. I think you could do a lot worse. I mean, that and with Hawkinson and Swift, I mean, golf isn't going. I mean, he had weapons in L.A. and he had McVay, but – Anthony Lynn, you know, getting fired by the Chargers coming in, taking over his offense. You got to believe that he's going to understand that they're going to have to run the ball. But this receiving core is not the greatest, but I still think they'll be able to move the ball, partially because I don't think their offensive line is terrible. Um, I think Jerry Goff is actually walking into a very good situation in the offensive line. Um, maybe even better than he had last year with the Rams when not healthy, when missing a starter. Uh, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Radnor, uh, Big V, and Penny Sewell, the rookie who they drafted with their first pick. I mean, you could be doing a whole lot worse. As long as Sewell pans out, that's actually a pretty good offensive line. I could, and, and that's the reason why I just don't think Detroit will be as terrible as some people believe. Uh, I mean, I think the defense is going to be bad. Don't get me wrong, and I want to see in the coming weeks. But that defense can be, you know, that if they can be at if they can be slightly at below average, I mean they're going to be in some games just simply because they'll they should be able to move the ball from running and play action and just keeping short fields and keeping short down to go distance playing a little Canadian football, trying to pick up early first downs. The offensive line is pretty good. It should be able to keep golf clean, which is pivotal, pivotal because we know how terrible he is when pressure. He pretty much melts like ice cream in hundred degree weather when uh pressure. Um you know, adding Khalif Raymond, another deep threat in that receiver core play for the Titans. He isn't going to play many roles. He isn't going to give any snaps when he's on the field. Uh, he's going to be able to stretch that field and open it up for, you know, crossers and underneath routes, but also take the top off of golf once to take a shot. But we'll see. Very interested to see in golf's development since leaving Sean McVay uh, and the training wheels coming off. Uh, like I said, they lost to Justin Coleman, Desmond Trufant. Uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay both departing. Uh, so a lot of turnover on this offense. 
Uh, a lot of turnover on defense. Not really anything to hammer home about on defense. Uh, the Okara, they have one pass rushing there. Uh, other than that, they really have nowhere to hang their hat on defense, and they're going to be searching for an identity uh, coming from the Patricia area where, you know, it didn't work no matter what he did, bringing in extra expatriates, running a whole lot of men. They just didn't have the pass rush. Um, so we're going to see how they progress throughout the season, how the defensive coordinator is able to adjust because it's, it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment for Dan Campbell and his team. Don't get me wrong. I don't think – I'm not saying they're not going to be bad, but this defense, they're going to have to learn that this offense is going to play a little keep away probably. <laughs> Cause defense could be a serious problem. I'm talking like ACC style defense, that bad. Big Twelve style defense. It's it's gonna be bad. I watched them last year play against the Titans, and they couldn't tackle or cover the soul. So I can only imagine losing some more talent to that defense with a coach coming in, fresh new system. It, it's gonna be rough. So Detroit, just look forward to that offense coming on the field and maybe some steady some drives, putting up a field goal. Yeah, cause golf is gonna melt in the red zone. Um, you know, like I said, they drafted, I, I pretty much covered their draft. You know, they're going to be big. They're going to be physical. They drafted Levi Owaziki from Washington. I hope I didn't butcher your name. I'm sorry if I did. Another physical presence. So Dan Campbell's the guy who wants to bite kneecaps and drinks two 40-ounce coffees and shits his heart out in the city of Detroit. He's also going to bring a team that don't take no shit. So with the Lions, I do expect them to be bad and finish last in this division. But the Lions are one of those teams where if they're terrible this year and you know they're able to make a splash trade for a notable defensive player or, you know, get some free agents. They're setting up for a, t- a quarterback to come in there, walk into a good offensive line situation, add a superstar receiver in that mix or something, or maybe you, you Roma St. Brown grows and you get some, you know, you they're setting up to have a quarterback walk right into a good situation on offense if they can fix the defense and that rebuild that Dan Campbell's doing. So I wish him the best of luck. And with that, that's going to be the end of the football portion of the podcast. I don't really have too much to say. The Packers are going to win this division. The Minnesota's kind of have a second. Justin Fields should be starting with the Bears if they can figure something out on offense. Um, with that receiving core, they can create some separation. I could totally see the Bears being a 500 team. And 500 for them, even on a year, a, team, a year where you can't go 8-8 eight, eight anymore, if you go 8-9, and nine, you might as well call yourself a 500 team. I don't give a damn. Uh, <clears throat> for the food portion of this podcast, I just want to say, let me drink my water. This is the absolute worst division when it came to food. Uh, I thought I was going to be surprised. I really did. But I just came away shaking my head. Um, very terrible division when it comes to food. They're definitely going to be a bottom half. I think every team on this list is probably a bottom half team. Every team on this list. Uh, so that, that's, that sucks for this division. 
wasn't really nothing to ride home about. I mean, you live in Detroit, it's cold as shit, and you want a Coney dog. I don't want a Coney dog. For those of you who don't know the Coney dog, it's a hot dog, long-ass hot dog. You know, you dress it up, but basically, you might have some meat on that thing, but you're just going to have some cheese, you know, the melted nacho cheese. However else you're going to dress it up with it, you know, and mustard, onion, ketchup, chili, cheese. It's no good. The Coney dog ain't hitting on shit. It really not. You make it at the house, it's hitting, but I ain't going to be like, man, I, you know what I really want? A Coney dog. The dog ain't barking my way. I don't want it. Detroit-style pizza, they basically cut it into squares. It's a little deeper dish, not quite like Chicago's fucking soup, but, um, I, I'm a fan of square pizza. I'm a fan of pizza any way you cut it. Um, pretty much. That's, that, you get some points for that. But, um, pasties is exactly what you think it is. It's a pastry, a flaky pastry. Sometimes it's filled with meat and cheeses and vegetables. Sometimes it's filled with fruit. You know how people do. Um, I'm a big fan of anything stuffed with fruit. Like a pastry style, like a Danish. I ain't gonna say I'm a big fan of when you stuff it with meat because y'all be putting mystery meats in them things sometimes and I ain't got time for it. Better made potato chips is a brand that's very high on in Detroit. Um, it does not matter. They're not ruffles, all dressing or ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream. But I had to note that because it wasn't very much to note about Detroit. Asian corn beef usually comes in a form of a egg roll. So they like to have Asian infused corn beef in Detroit. And sometimes it comes in a form of an egg roll. Um, we've talked about corned beef a few times on this podcast. And I just got to say, I didn't realize it was that many corned beef loving people in this country. But when you think about it, it makes sense. This dumbass country, and we like corned beef. It just it just adds up. Some of you are going to be offended by that. You go and you go going to touch a flag, act like I fucking sexually harassed the American flag or something. You'll be all right. Fish and chips. Um. I'm a fan of fish and chips. A big fan of fish and chips. There's no reason to talk about it. I don't want no malt vinegar, though. Give me a little tartar sauce. And Verner's ginger ale. If you've never had Verner's ginger ale, it tastes like Verner opened his ginger ale and rubbed the bottom of his nutsack through the whole bottle. It's disgusting. It's the worst brand of ginger ale you can drink. It's even worse than Swips. Uh, moving right along, we're going to go to Chicago, in which I don't know if I said this on a podcast on the first episode, because I think I did do a little, you know, f- foreshadowing. I knew Chicago was going to be a terrible food city, a cool city, Chicago, but y'all food just, the way y'all do things, it really ain't hitting the way you think it's hitting. And I knew that this team was going to be a bottom five team. And then after, you know, kind of reviewing it, you trash, but you might have the best food in your division, but you still trash. Uh, what brings you guys so low is the deep dish pizza. It's basically a soup. Let, let's be honest with you. If I want pizza lasagna, I'll order pizza lasagna. I don't want damn deep dish pizza. Let me tell you, the sauce usually is one of my least favorite parts other than 
of a pizza because usually it's not good. The sauce ain't made right. And I'm going to talk about those store brand places. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to get the right ingredients in there. It needs to have a little bit of a sweeter taste. You need to be using the right tomatoes. And I just don't want no soupy ass pizza because, you know, the sauce be hot as hell. Sometimes the sauce be the hottest part of the damn pizza. And you going to give me most of that? No. And then you got a Chicago dog. Hot dog, onions, relish, peppers, mustard, green pepper. Bro, nobody want all them damn hot dog, dog. Give me the meat. Give me the give me the give me the give me the bread. Give me the winnie. Give me the chili, the onion, the mustard, the ketchup. What you're doing is trying to be a little bit too fancy. It's like it's like coaches when they come out here. On fourth and one, and they know they've been running the ball all game long, and they can get this yard and they sleep. But instead, they want to come out here and they want to run a goddamn toss or something instead of just pound that thing. Matter of fact, don't even bring it in condensed all together. Spread them out and just run it right up the gut because they're going to spread out right along with you. You're going to have less people in the box. All right, Chicago. Other than that, you like steak. You're known for your steak houses. That, that boosts you up. I like a good steak, a good medium steak. So I've said before, if you're eating a well-done steak, go buy, go to Payless Shoes if you have one. If not, go to Walmart, any place that sells shoes. Go to the dress shoe section. Get the clunkiest shoe you can find. You know what I'm saying? Take it, put a lighter to it for a couple seconds, and then bite it. That's the same thing as eating a well-done steak. Uh, Italian beef sandwich. So You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's sliced up beef. Sliced up, you know, you could be ro- like roast beef. Slice it up, they cook it like a Iju kind of sort of in here. I like that. Harold's fried chicken. I've heard a lot of rappers mention Harold, notably, um, Freddie Gibbs has a song called Harold's. Um, apparently, there's some good fried chicken place. And when I read that, fried chicken was almost strong enough to cancel out the soupy ass pizza, but it wasn't. But I bumped you up. Harold's fried chicken, I have to try it. Um, it's pretty much the only thing on this list that I'm interested in trying. I mean, a Jabrita sandwich, it's, uh, it's not even a sandwich. Take, check this right. They take the plantains, and then, bam, they make a sandwich. Like, they deep fry the plantains, and then they put those used those as your bread, and they make a sandwich. I'm with that. I like plantains. It just depends on what's coming in the middle. And then Italian food. Uh, very big Italian culture in Chicago. So they do Italian food up, which gave you guys a bump. So like, if you notice, I started you off really shitty with your shitty ass pizza and your Chicago dog, but you, you end it very strong, Chicago. Way to go. Probably how your season's going to go. You're going to start Andy Dalton for a bunch of countless meaningless games, and then you're going to ruin your season. Then you're going to let Justin Fields come and probably win some games at the end. Listen to me, Matt Nagy. If you listen to this podcast, somebody shipped it to the ball, man. Ball, man. Listen to this podcast. Start Justin Fields. Cancel Chicago Dogs. All right. Moving right along. We're going to Minnesota. The Juicy Lucy. It's a cheeseburger. I've heard of this for years. Cheeseburger. Stuffed with cheese. Yes. Sign me up for that. Why? Because I'm fat and I need that. Juicy Lucy. Me. Yeah. Juicy Puffy. Give me a burger. Stuffed with cheese inside the burger. Busted out the seams. I mean, busting out the seams. Uh, a tater tot hot dish, which is a tater tot casserole, basically. Um, I like tater tots. I don't know if I ate a, toward a tater tot hot dish. You know what I'm saying? I like tater tots, though. Tots hit. 
uh, Scandinavian foods. Very big in Minnesota. Kind of makes sense. You know, it's Minnesota. I, f- I feel like you, if you encounter any type of person in Minnesota, you shouldn't be confused as if you were in New Orleans or something the same way. If you're in a place like that, you just better put it on your list. You might run into this type of person. And you're like, what the fuck? Minnesota? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, go read up on it. Um, wild rice is just the grain that they like. They like wild rice. They like wild chicken and wild rice soup. Regular wild rice soup. Listen, I'm a wild rice soup bull. I like it. I can't help it. I like wild rice soup. You know what I'm saying? I do. But not enough to make me like, hey, that's my notable thing in my city. I'm telling you, you guys see what I'm saying. Other than Chicago, who finished strong, you see what I'm saying. You get, you get what I'm saying about this division in that food. It's just, it's just not it. Uh, foe is picked up in Minnesota. We've talked about foe. Um, food on a stick. They like to deep fry anything on a stick. Don't really food on a stick really be overrated unless it's like a kebab. Or a pancake sausage stick. You know what I'm saying? A little sausage in the middle of the pancake on a stick. Way better than a corn dog. Cheese curds. I kind of feel like you stole that from Wisconsin. In Booyah, which is something that's... Cheese curds and Booyah, I'm going to talk about it together before I even go to Wisconsin because they're both prevalent in both. Booyah is like a big soup that's made for like a long time. And it's cooked. And sometimes they cook it outside and you need multiple people to cut up all the vegetables. Um... So, yeah, that's Booyah. Cheese curds. Man, listen, anything cheese-related is Wisconsin. So we can talk about them. But cheese curds, you know, fried cheese. You know, cheese curds. You know, like a little little, little cheese, whatever cheese, fried, battered, kind of like a mozzarella stick, but it's the curd, so it's different. It's a different type of cheese in it. That's how they do it in Green Bay. That's how they do it in Minnesota. And then they're known for their beer bratwurst, cheddar bratwurst, any kind of bratwurst in uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay. They're, they're getting in on it. Um, they're, they're chopping up the bratwurst. They're drinking hella beer. Everybody that knows anything about Green Bay and Wisconsin, they know Wisconsin fans in football, college football, they drink a lot of beer. In Lambeau Field, they drink a lot of beer. So I had to include that. That's great for the football reasons. But for the food reasons, I very rarely like a beer when I'm eating any food. It already is something that's filling. I don't need an ice cold beer when I'm eating my wings or drinking my pizza. I prefer water or sweet tea. Um, but that's just me, though. Kringles is a type of pastry that they eat in a same way stuff with a paint. It can be stuffed with something. Um, Frozen custard, not a fan at all. Pastrami Reuben sandwiches, not a fan at all. Not a fan. Literally the worst food in the division is in Green Bay. It's got to be. The only saving braces, I like bratwurst and cheese and fish fry Fridays. They they fry fish on Fridays. I love fish, but we don't, shouldn't just have to do it on Fridays. We got to fish, fry fish all the time. It's cold as shit up there. But it, uh, but also, I love Lambeau Field. Um, but it's cold as shit up there, and your food's just not that good. So as though you, although you do finish on top of the, the division when it comes to the football portion, when it comes to the food, you are bottom, Green Bay. You are the last team in the division. So, final football rankings. Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. Final food rankings. Chicago, Detroit, 
Minnesota, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit, Green Bay fool wise. Cause I I'd rather I'd rather go to Minnesota and eat a juicy Lucy. Nah, fuck that. Let's yeah. Final food ranking. Final final food ranking. As I read it one more time. Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. And that's just how we rocking it. This has been another episode of Puffy Talks Food and Football. Shout out to Lat for coming through, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to you. If you listen to the episode, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you got to do, man. Let's draw these listeners up, man, so we can get one of these big networks to pick this show, but we can do it how I really want to do it. But uh, look forward to the next episode, the NFC Least. We'll be talking about the NFC Least. Yes, that's right. I called it the Least because I put them off so bad because I really did not want to talk about this damn division. Peace, love, and chicken grease. I'll holler.